Good morning, Mr. TK. Welcome, Look welcome. What's, do shirt. we have health insurance on the show? Is there? Did we? Did we sign up for the health insurance plan? Remember that email I sent you? Um, it seems to me, based on public sentiment, that even if we did have any kind of coverage, it'd be fairly useless. So why? What? What are you getting? Well, at, I just sir? thought you know maybe maybe my union or my my labor uh, rights activists would be would be giving me the day off or something like that today. Do you, you have uh, Do you have a union? <clears throat> well, somebody, I think somebody would stick up for me and say, you know, TK, if you're, if you got a cold, you can sit out this week and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll pick it up again next week, but for the show, for the show or for, yeah, for real estate, for, 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 for everything, for life itself. want to you want an off button today off button couple days yeah couple but days I'll survive. Button? I'll survive is this is this more because you want to excel this weekend at your tournament or because you're just burnt out from working super hard just lately? having a cold you know it's a man cold right these man colds man they're cold. not they're serious they're serious business Daryl right they can they can they can take you down if seriously uh, you know it, it if plays with not... your mind you know I'll, <laughs> tells you tells you that you can't do things that you do every single day no problems you my know? wife my wife seems to think that i'm a, a little bit of a a baby when i have a cold shuffle the driveway what i got a cold right now i don't seem to uh yeah i don't have an off button right me neither love right? An off go go button. go i just might stay home a little bit more when i'm when i'm uh when i have a cold i'll see less people i you couldn't tell the difference i'm home all the time there you go <laughs> although this week i have felt a little bit like not really wanting to do anything mm -hmm. a little lazy i feel like it's been a lot of work lately and like this week i just wanted to relax but i mean we got nobody, nobody would would allow me to we got snow this week and uh that's a real know, pisser right it snow? really kind of changes everything right you kind of go like all right now this uh, is like i don't know if it's holiday season or if i have to start planning for the winter i need to start looking about vacation options uh you know all those little things that I was supposed to do this summer, spring, summer, fall that I didn't do. Now they're going to be pushed till next year. I just constantly wonder why I live here when this happens. Like, no, it's like, oh, I, I have snow. to take that snow off my snowboarding, car. skating, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Speaking about cold as ice, uh, Tiff Macklin was in the news uh, this week. There's uh, a segue talking, and a half. Talking, talking about, uh, you know, their plans, the Bank of Canada's plans on raising rates now this was before the inflation numbers came out but he was basically saying like look the inflation numbers aren't where we want to see them and that we're going to uh. have to continue to raise rates and that people need to bear down you know yeah. shares in craft dinner through went through the roof right after that announcement you know everyone was just buying up buying it up but people people are angry that the oil companies are recording record profits while inflation is soaring. And um, guess what's a huge component of this inflation number that's soaring? Mm, gas. Mm, gas, oil, right? Mm -hmm. Like all these petroleum products. Like, so, so it seems a little unfair to me that like we all need it, but there's no other option. And 
Yeah. Well, what he was saying was it seems counterintuitive that raising rates when the price of everything else is going up. Like, you know, it seems like, what are you doing here? Why is this? Why is this happening? Because he's talking to the, to the layman. Are you driving into a skid? Are, you, are they steering into the skid or out of the skid? Like, what's going on here? Because you kind of have to raise rates. Everybody's mental still. People but are still People, people don't understand that. And they're feeling the pressure right now. And that's the thing. They're, they're trying to find to, a way. Right? They're, they're trying to find a way to be able to, to make ends meet and to be able to pay their bills. And so when they hear that these interest rates are going up, they're saying, why are they doing this? And it's because we want those prices to come back down, you know? And whether anybody's got their theories out there on how inflation works or what uh, monetary policy does and, and uh, you know, the effects that it has, if you can get, get people to stop spending money, it is going to be deflationary and prices will start to come down and we'll have, we'll have more affordable um, goods to be able to purchase. I mean, that's just at the end of the day how it works. And the Bank of Canada governor... You know, even though everyone thinks that they've got an opinion and they're they're they know they know how to do it better. I mean, he's been working with the Bank of Canada for like thirty years uh, or more. You know, he remembers what it was like when when the last uh, you know major um, downturn was in recession with high inflation and everything else from the late eighties and early nineties. He's the best guy for the job, whether we like it or not. You don't like that. You don't like That's that it. statement, Daryl. Well, I don't know if I. I... <laughs> If I could choose like it or not, I'm going to choose not. I'm okay. going to say that working there for 30 years or being part of things for 30 years doesn't necessarily mean anything, it seems to me. Um, it, it, it's got to be different. Like every time is different. But like we definitely need people to slow down with their spending or inflation will continue to at least mm -hmm. stick where it's at right now, right? Why, why is everybody buying lettuce? But like, you know, like know. lay off the lettuce, guys. Stop Come paying. On. I went to the restaurant the other day and ordered a salad and they just gave me a bunch of creams whipped together with some chopped tomatoes. Did you, know? did you did you see I st somebody posted something on Twitter that said like, there's no lettuce in any of the sandwiches today because we couldn't yeah. get any lettuce. Yeah, not on Twitter, but I, that made its way to, I think, Instagram or something. It probably made its way around everywhere. But <clears throat> like, yeah. this is kind of crazy that you can't get lettuce. Yeah. Right? I really but, did but... order a salad that it said it was a salad. It was it was something else. I don't think it was a salad, but I thought I was ordering a salad. And there was no lettuce involved in this salad. <laughs> I like know? salad without lettuce. It was really good, honestly. actually. But, it was called the like, Med Bowl, and it was at the Cactus uh, Club Cafe or whatever it's I, called at Sherwood Gardens. But you see, like, a cucumber used to be, like not two dollars and fifty cents mm -hmm. right like yeah. mangoes are like the price of things is just insane and people i mean what how does inflation not go up when food prices continue to go up and you have to buy that food it's like what do you get what do you mm. do so you do okay we're not going to buy organic anymore right mm. and so but now now you're going to go shop higher at no frills instead of uh longos or, right. or whatever but yeah your bill's still more than it used to be it's just less than it was like when you were organic last week right yeah i think it's about just like justifying it right it's like justifying buying that you know car or justifying buying that vacation or something like that you know at the end of the day you know it's something that you're going to do anyways but people will downgrade their decisions and i think that that's what quantitative tightening and, and and all these monetary policies are doing is it's putting a lot of pressure on people. Everybody's bills are more now. I'm talking to, I'm talking to everybody, everybody, everybody I talk to has got the same issues right now. And so many more people are on variable rates than I would have ever dreamed of. Oh There's God. like people are like coming to me or people are saying to me, like I was talking to a client and 
she said, you know, um, you know, I think she bought like a year or two ago. And I said, well, don't worry, you know, um, you, you bought it at a good time rate through good. She's like, no, she's like, I went with variable. Ah. Uh, variable. <laughs> like, Fuck. Like, oh, shit. Why did I say that? Why did I say that? Yeah. Oh, so it's dreaded. the way it is. Yeah, listen, it's the way people, it is. There's some people getting creamed out there for talking about variable. But listen, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, TK. Sorry. I think it made a difference a last time. I think it made a difference last time, TK. If we asked the people out there to subscribe to the channel. Mm. So please do us a favor. It helps. We would Live love from it. Vancouver. It's Canadian real estate show. Like, comment, and subscribe. Right now. All about and Vancouver real estate today. Everything. And speaking of Vancouver, we mm -hmm. have a special reason for you to comment. We're right. We're going to yeah. have Mr. Steve Soretsky on the show next week. Yep. And he's going to help us announce the winner of our contest. Right, TK? Looney Hour, December 1st. We are bringing one lucky subscriber with us to the show to talk all about real estate and hear what those smart gentlemen have to say. Uh, it's at the Hockey Hall of Fame, downtown Toronto. Uh, we will meet you down there. We've got the tickets. We'll make all the arrangements drop a comment uh, in this video or, or you know, another video, but there was comments from before. So don't worry if you've already done it once, but why not do it again? Hey, there's unlimited amount of entries into this contest. Absolutely. And we may base the decision on who wins on who had the funniest comment. I, you know what? We're going to just, we're going to mix it up here, will. but I, I think I the funniest think comment may, may get the winner, but there will be some uh, runners up runner ups as well. So please, Drop a comment if you want to join Daryl and I at the Looney Hour live event, December 1st at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yes, and don't forget to hit that bell and remind yourself to watch Steve Soretsky on the show next week. Big guest. Absolutely. I'm very excited for that. That's going to be pretty cool. And I don't know if you already saw it by now, but if you didn't, TK, we had a good time on the Tom Story show. So if you <clears throat> yep. uh, this morning aired a beautiful podcast with beautiful people, beautiful Tom Story people. show, Steve Karish, Daryl and myself. And we got down to business, you know, we got down to business. Go check out that time. channel, like good comment and subscribe for them too. And check out the podcast that uh, we did. Yeah. In case you aren't getting enough TK and Daryl, then uh, add that into the mix. I think it's a different angle. Like literally a different angle because the cameras are facing a different direction. Different but angle. I think it's also a different angle when we're not the you know host of the show. Very different. Definitely. I had a lot of fun. You'll get to know us a little bit in a, in a different way. In a different way. So check that out. So yeah, anyways, so a lot of stuff going on on the market, in the market. Immigration though. Okay, so but, let's but talk about- Can we about... finish the other topic first? Because then well, we can- I, I do. I want to add to it. So, so okay. how, how do you have- inflation come down when major components food mm -hmm. and energy which are food both, is slowing down now but, but you're right both yeah. under fire for record <clears throat> profits over the last few years right while people yeah. were dying and and needing handouts like these guys are profiteering which in a capitalistic society is all fun and games and fair but i mean mm -hmm. guess what it's not really a capitalistic society here in Canada anymore. So anyways, enough about that. But how what about when you throw half a million people into the mix? Like there's only so much to go around, TK. There's only so much lettuce, right? And if you add another 100,000, 200,000 people that might want some lettuce, right? Or may want to live somewhere 
potentially. I mean, we are seeing a lot of tent cities, TK, a lot of tent cities. But I mean, I see a lot of upward pressure on inflation coming down the pipe. And I mean, other than interest rates, which don't, I mean, we've seen 400 basis points. I mean, when are they going to start kicking in and really making a difference here when we have all these other pressures? T TK, tell me I'm wrong. Where am I wrong? In, it, in theory, in theory, that is the way. You, like one, you're assuming that they're going to hit their immigration targets. I heard that they already blew way past the 400 something this year. But you're assuming that they're going to reach those immigration targets. That's the that's the one part of it, right? And remember where a lot of those 400,000 people came from. They were living in, uh, I'll try to name a neighborhood that doesn't sound too, too um, offensive. They're living in Ajax. <laughs> they what? were living in Roncesvalles. You know, they like they were already to here. Canada? For, okay, okay. okay. <clears throat> they were already here, right? And All so, the, okay. Okay. So I understand that, right? So that's that's one big part. So are they going to bring in 500,000 people? Like, yeah, it sounds really good. And it's like, oh, wow, this is fantastic. And yeah, rah, rah, rah. We're going to do it. We're going to save the economy. We're going to we're gonna create more jobs. We're going to, you know, find a way to be able to have people come and buy your home, Mr. Home Seller, because you're mad at us because the market's going down and it's time for you to retire and you voted us in. So here you go. Here's here's our options. You're You're going to be saved, okay? Well, Let's I don't that think happens. that's what I'm saying. But that's one part of it. That's the okay. first part of it. Okay. The second well, part will be bodies needing to live yeah. places and needing so, lettuce is a the thing, second. Right? The second. The second part is we keep yeah. talking about one of the issues on restrictive, um, you know, supply and all that kind of stuff is because of the labor force. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's a so big, we're big pro. I'm not saying that immigration is going to add to available cheap labor and retail services and 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 uh, trades. But I would pretty much bet safely that it will. <laughs> you know, I don't have the data on that, but I can imagine that the people coming in are going to be the ones who are willing to work those retail service jobs, be able to keep businesses open longer, that they're going to be willing to swing a hammer to be able to build more properties, right? And so you can't argue on one hand and say that the immigration is going to be inflationary, and at the same time, and the same time, uh, you know, creating more supply will be deflationary because you know one has to come with the other so it's kind of like we need the labor uh to be able to build the housing we need to have we need to build the housing in order to be able to maintain the inflationary pressures on 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 that sector so it's right. like there is there is a way for me to understand this which i'm not the guy to ask but there is a way for me to be positive You're all i got today i know but i'm the i'm the, i'm the optimist and i'm like you know what there is a way out of this that bringing in more people is going to be able to create a more healthy environment that they can still get inflation under control absolutely right so 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 but they don't only put pressure on the housing system they put pressure on the passport system and the driving system and all the other systems and the airport systems and i mean people want to say that this is a world-class city and then you have people that really stomp it out and i mean i until i went to mexico recently and saw how much nicer their airport was in cancun than ours here in toronto i started to think hmm like how world class can you be when your airport is like just a i think we have an pilot. amazing airport it's just a it's just a it's oh. just a nightmare when it comes to the and to the processes that they have but i mean as far as the airport itself it's, a it's just airport. very plain it's like this is your first time you come to 
Canada. It's like this thing should be amazing. You should I come think. to Canada and be amazed. And you come to I Canada and it's like <laughs> taxpayers oh don't want it to be God. amazing. No, you know, taxpayers. Taxpayers don't. do not want that for it to be any more than what it is. Yeah. I, I okay. So I, I don't think I'm saying that immigration is the answer. I'm saying it's part of the the stew here that you, has to be sorted out. I mean, look, it's got upward pressure and downward pressure, but the housing market's not the economy, right? So it's like, why are we paying so much more for energy when it's mainly going into the profit column, right? Like, why is food and energy and necessities, why are those things not fixed to something? affordable right and why are we like why don't we say hey you know what like each person really only needs this many square feet so a house for four people really should be like 2800 square feet or something instead of 5500 right because it's on this monster lot like why doesn't that lot get chopped into two and make two 2800 square foot houses wasn't that Interesting what Steve shared with us about like these uh, restrictive covenants in uh, neighborhoods in BC that said, look, you can't build monster houses in these areas. Yeah, but they also did some stupid stuff too. Yeah. Like everybody's just all over the place. It just seems to me that it's like there's some solutions here. I mean, even this Bill 23, I mean, is under all kinds of fire and they're like, they're getting killed with this thing where, where Ford's trying to introduce all this new legislation to, you know, speed. Like it seemed on the surface, like it was to speed up production of housing, but mm -hmm. um, people are making it seem a lot more like a cash grab than anything else, at least at the moment. Um, and I mean, I've spoken to some pretty um, important and high up there people uh, and paid for some consultants time that are that are pretty high up there and i mean i think this bill is kind of a nothing burger or, or maybe on the border of nothing burger how many bills have been a something burger in the last little while right <clears throat> non-resident speculation tax 25 percent. oh and there's that now too it. now they've added it. this Anti-flipping. Anti-flipping tax. More tax. More tax is more always taxes. the answer. Meanwhile, flipping houses. Meanwhile, they, in they increase interest rates and blow the market mm. up. And now all of their tax revenue from, from land transfer tax is like literally disintegrated. Yeah. Right? Like, right? like gone. Like seriously, the flippers right now would be saving the market, right? If they if they reversed it. The buyers. said, look, well, no tax. You flip a house, keep all the profits. It's all very confusing. Like, you know? and then they announce they announce that they're giving everybody like free dental or something, right? And that they're giving uh, renters money. Like here, yeah. just here, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Here's some help. Inflation, in, in, inflation uh, support. Inflation relief that creates more inflation. Yeah. And I mean, who who's out there that's like doesn't realize that that's putting pressure on inflation again, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like. I don't know. There's so many crazy things going on. And it's like, how is this going to end? Or is it just like, do we have to get used to like 6% inflation for a while? And, and like crazy high interest rates for a while. It's it's the greatest test tube economy ever. And uh, like there was other things happening. I remember in the 70s, not I remember, but hearing about in the 70s, like, like uh, speculation taxes and things like that. Like the government was 
they were tr they're trying to use government policy in order to be able to control the markets, right? And they just would introduce policy and then they'd, you know, remove policy and then they would say, okay, here you go. This is, we're going to try this now. We're going to try that. And it's out of desperation, you know? So a lot of these, it's a given, are, are going to be, you know, thrown by the wayside in, in, in a matter of time. And, you know, some of them might stick and that's what it is. It's just, they're, they're playing with all the different options. So we were talking about it on the show. If you guys go watch that, BC is like the guinea pig, right? Like BC, they, they get to go and like, they're, Petri they're, dish. There seems to be right, yeah. They're the, they're the ones that have. I won't use that term, but you know they have all the the um, exponential issues that we do in in Ontario, and so they have to come up with some really creative ways to be able to solve these problems. And then we look at what worked for them and what didn't work for them, and of course we try to implement it. Vacant yeah. home tax is something that is, you know, um, when we see it doesn't work there, we implement it yeah, here like, as well. <laughs> but, but I'm sure there's some numbers on it that it's generated because remember, there's so many reports and studies that they have to put forward and, and committees and bodies that they have to actually uh, employ to make this work. So I'm sure there's a study that says it is like net net profitable. Like I'm sure it doesn't do anything for what they're saying, but they're like, this will put in an extra 10 million in our accounts every year based on the 60 million of expenses that we have. Right. So they've probably got a study that shows that it's not um, like a net loss. But right. definitely not like creating any more supply. Like it doesn't help the problem that they're they're claiming it will. I like I would be interested to know how many laneway suites and garden suites are being applied for now. Well, we heard that 60 were applied for the day that the um, appeal was lifted. Uh, and I have talked to other people about it. And so I know that I know that there are people. I know you're thinking suites. about it. And I know my buddy yeah. Ben is like building one right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great, it's a great solution, but it's not, it's not the solution. I and mean, we've talked about this so many times. There's, there's not going to be a, a, a one size fits all policy that's going to just cure everybody here, including raising interest rates. I'll make it. Including, in, I'll make okay. it. I'll but make the policy. Including rate hikes. It's, it's, it's just the only tool that uh, the Bank of Canada has. So it's like, you've got to look at all these different areas and everybody's got to work together. And the problem is, is the people have to work on this because we're all sitting here in our chair, Daryl. What have you done today to fight inflation, Daryl? What have what you did done? I do today to fight inflation? Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't go to Tim Hortons. I had a, a little uh, Keurig pod. All right. All right. All right. Fair, fair I fought enough. inflation. I fought, the, I fought the law. Yeah. And okay. Daryl won. Yep. No, but I, you're doing good. I, you're doing your part. I probably um, add to inflation more than I take from it. Because you're just out there buying stuff. Well, I mean, I was walking behind you the other day, and money was just falling out of your pocket. Like it was just like the confetti. It's like a Mexican kid's birthday party. You, I mean, you need things sometimes, DK. You need mm -hmm. things. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things available right now. Okay. There's Are a they lot like of things that you really need, though. I don't know. I'm finding um, I need a lot lately. I'm hunkering down in my head. In my head, I am like preparing for like Armageddon, I'm, like like the war, like, you know, like that that, that missile that landed in Poland, you know, like I'm preparing for this to right. be like World War Three, And it's like, I'm I'm making sure. But somehow the money just keeps coming out of the account. It just keeps buying stuff, you know, without my permission almost, you know. Now Christmas is coming. Now, now like winter's coming. So it's like, okay, I want to go on a vacation. Um, right? This is This is what happens. Yeah. Investments are presenting themselves. Some of them are not bad.
things, things, things are, I feel like things are like really heating up. Like I have not been this busy for a long time. The problem mm. is, is like, I'm looking at a lot of deals and there, a lot of them are really shitty. <laughs> like they're really bad deals. And yeah. so I, I'm, I, it's really hard to get a fix on things. And it, there's a gap. Well, <clears throat> just people are putting stuff out for just outrageous prices right now. Mm -hmm. Like outrageous. And like stuff I, I, I'm working on where in my head, I'm thinking the price should come down. I mean, I've been working on it for a while and the market's not getting any better, but yeah. I'm get, if I if I get a sign back, it's like for this like way more than we even talked about. It's like yeah, you know, we were thinking about it, and this is this is our number now. Yeah, the the commercial multifamily space that's my most frustrating um, space right now, right? Because every buyer that I'm working with and and seller are just on two totally different pages. And if you look at where interest rates were, right? So you've got like a three percent commercial rate. At one point, that was like what you could get at the bank, a 3% commercial rate. And so cap rates were, depending on where, like 2 to 3%, right? So you're slightly above. Well, now those commercial rates are 6.5%. So the caps are still 2%. So, so you should expect that the caps would be at 55 6%, something like that. They need right? to be. Yeah. They need to be. And they're not. They're not. Well, they're not. They not in multifamily. Not they're not. No. no, nowhere. Like even like the worst towns in Ontario, they're they're still not there yet. I'm actually nope. looking not multifamily, but I, I kind of hmm. decided recently to change some of the stuff that I'm looking at because like to put together a assembly, uh an expensive assembly right now, where you're paying like double the value of property. Hmm. Um it's super hard to finance, yes. right? Super yeah. hard to finance. And uh, it, I think that there's better, easier plays right now with less competition out there, right? Explain. Tell us. Oh, wait, tell me after. Well, I mean, I can say it, but like industrial or, or some kind of commercial use that has development potential but is being sold on a cap and a, and a healthy cap at that, Mm -hmm. um seem seems to make a lot of sense to me right now i mean if you can make it make sense on a cat play and you have all this future potential yeah um come look it at seems like Oshawa. i've looked at, look at that one Oshawa. yeah but uh maybe i need to relook at it i think it's a good site <clears throat> maybe but they're selling it as a development site this is the they're problem not. they're you're selling not? it no cap rate yeah so that's good what's, what's the, the cap, cap rate what cap what cap maybe rate do you want to pay I want to pay uh, eight cap, eight cap. Well, put it down on put it down on paper. Let's talk. Right? I, let me look at it. But but in yeah. all in all seriousness, like if you can find something that uh, is easy, like as of right to add on to, right, mm -hmm. or or just has a, some upside in rents already, or ideally a combination of both. Um, but in that gap, that gap is too big right now. Where sellers' expectations are especially in those commercial properties we and where buyers are because of how influenced they are on uh, rates. When it's commercial financing, the rate is like the, the biggest thing because it's at the end of the day, what the asset is 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 able to um, uh, cover, right? The, the debt coverage ratio. 
Whereas that just makes it way easier to finance now is if it has like a strong income because it's got a strong cap, it, then you can will, actually if, finance it. Will it will if it's if it's at the right price, right? And if the debt coverage ratio is there. Well, then but, it wouldn't be a good cap. Well, that's my point. And yeah. the sellers don't want to accept a good cap right now. So I found I'm, a couple. At least I'm, a, I'm very excited a, actually about a couple that I found. The residential oh, side, it's people's yeah. incomes that are paying for this. So there are there are still... You know, there, so there's people who are out there. Maybe the sellers aren't getting exactly what they want, but they're okay. You know, they don't mind taking a 20% hit because they knew it was totally unrealistic back in February. Residential but, we're talking now? Residential, exactly. So the rent should, residential market really kind of peaked there. And so people are like, yeah, that was just that one month. But the commercial multifamily specifically for all of 2021 and, and some of 2020 and the beginning of 2022, they knew where those cap rates were and they've compressed down to like two to three. And so now all of a sudden they're like, well, what do you mean? And you're talking about like huge, huge percentages difference between the value of your building from a, from a 6 million building, you know, it could be four and a half. And like, so I'm going to take a million and a half less because some dude at the bank of Canada is telling everybody that, that this is what needs to happen. Hard, hard pill to swallow. Well, and then you, you have uh, buildings that, you know, they've been meaning to sell for a while or, right? Like the family's been talking about it for a while and now they kind of missed the top of the, the wave. And now it's a very different environment for them to sell in. But I mean, you know, as well as I know, like when, when somebody has that number in their head of what they th thought that they could get, like that is a concrete number. Right. And it's very hard to get that number to change while it's not getting worse. Right. Cause you're talking to a, a seller and they're like, I, I want 1.7. And you're like, but you, you're not going to get 1.7. It's that, that's like March. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, but I want 1.7. And then what do you do? You either walk away, residential? yeah, residential. You either walk away from selling it, or you say, "Okay, let's see what happens at one seven. We'll do it your no, way." No, you tell them. You tell them the truth. That's the worst thing you could do is tell them tell them a lie. You know. No, but you tell them the truth, and they don't listen. So what do you? Well, do? then you know. But putting them in that situation, I mean, you're you're complicit. You know, like you're you're now basically because if the market continues to go down, so you walk away. You're like, I think it's worth one five fifty. I can't sell your house. There's a there's a there's a there's a there's a, a method to that to figure out what uh, what deals you'd walk away with and which ones you wouldn't. But there's definitely ones that you have to walk away with. You have to let people know the truth, and you hurting them by putting it on at the wrong price could end up costing them money. And I can tell you one thing, Daryl, from experience and and everything else. A few months later, they're not going to be blaming the market. But, but this is what I'm saying: is like yeah. a few months later, it's even worse, and you're riding it down. And they won't say, going, "Man, I these interest rates, so. man, this government." They're going to say, "Daryl." You know, <clears throat> your sign, I don't like the color of your sign. You know, it's it's too blue. It's too blue. And I don't think people can see it at night. TK, did you put that ad out? Did you put the ads out? Did you right? did you send out the emails? Did you call that showing? Did you call that showing? Did you call that like, person they just, back? They were very the lovely. They were they very left. lovely. I spoke to them for hours. This is hours. why my house is not selling. Right. Right. And that's the that's the thing. So you learn that and you go, OK, you know, like I don't want to put people through that because at the end of the day, it's like I'm hurting them. I don't want to hurt people. I want to help them. So it's like you have to be. You have to be, uh, you know, aware of those type of situations. So, but every situation I mean, is different. Most people are not like watching every YouTube video that comes out about real estate, right? Most people are not reading every article that has to do with real estate. Um, yeah. 
So when, when they come out and they're like, oh, I, you know, I spoke to Francine and Francine told me that they sold for 2.2 million. And so, you know, I figured this thing's got to be worth 2.8 million by now. I look up Francine. What do you mean? She sold for 1.8. I don't know where you got that from. Wait, wait, like, what do you nine mean times the market's shit? Nine, like, nine really? times out of 10, that's what happens when they come to me and they say, no, 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 my neighbor, like, I heard right. they got 1.3. <laughs> I'm like, this neighbor? Yeah. Yeah. And they got 800,000. Like, yeah. They had a list of that 1.3 in February or March or whatever. Uh, it's over 800. That right deal in. fell apart, dear. Oh, oh, whoa. Oh, oh she whoa, never told me whoa. that. <laughs> yeah. But my landscaping, though, Fucking like, I paid Francine. way more money for my landscaping. Right. Oh so God. these yeah, are all the, the things is... that you go with. But but on the commercial side, it becomes a little bit different because the asset is generally speaking um, paying for all the debt. So it's, it's, the asset services the debt on its own, right? Like that's going to be, if you've got a mortgage on the property, then it has to, because that's the only way that you're going to get a mortgage. If you don't have a mortgage on it, well, then what are you worried about? You don't have a mortgage. So whatever income, you can be almost vacant and, and be okay. And that's the problem. So the motivations are a lot different. So we haven't seen that point where the commercial owners are all saying, I need to sell. And they're all banking to. on or gambling and saying, if I don't get my price, I'll wait for the rates to go down because I will get more money then. And they're in the position to do that. So it's a much different market on the commercial side than the residential side. So different. It's crazy. Like I have two actually deals that I have offers in on right now with families that own uh, like share the ownership of the property and yeah. the the older generation is has has moved on and the younger generation does not want to be partners with each other yeah and and i imagine that that will happen more and more as boomers start mm -hmm. to either retire or die hmm. off or... the boomers who would be doing that i think it'd be an well, older generation but... aren't they the boomers now is my parents? My parents are boomers. Yeah, but they're still making decisions for themselves, right? Most of the, most of the time, these, these situations would be somebody who would be in the. Is that the silent generation? I don't know. But the people who are like ninety plus. Oh, they're for sure. Yeah, they're. Yeah, yeah. And then their kids are coming into it, and it's it's a little bit different, right? Or they've or they've passed. I think that's happened those, already. No, where they passed, the and then the part. kids get the kids get uh, their shares, and that and that becomes an obstacle, right? But I, I see it being a point of contention in negotiations where it's like one side really wants to or needs to sell. And the other side's like, like, I'm not selling for that price. Like, I don't care. Right. Like, wait until the offer's better. And I imagine, I mean, even in commercial, unless something crazy happens that like unlocks all this crazy potential in commercial. Like, I know guys are hunting for deals all over the place. I don't know what's actually going through. I mean, we never really find out until much later. Not much. Like, but, <clears throat> and I'm seeing I'm looking a ton at, of deals and I'm seeing nothing. I'm seeing no sales. I don't even see applications really that much lately. Maybe I'm yeah. just not paying attention. But like, yeah. normally I see updates when applications come in and I'm not seeing... No applications. I don't really notice any launches lately. And I mean, I know that everybody's talking about trades just slowing down and their pipelines shriveling up. So like, there's going to be a big gap. I don't, I just don't see this ending well anytime soon. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I, I don't see it. And they're still talking about raising rates at the, at the, at the head of the spear, right? Like, what are they going to raise them? Well, what do you think? <clears throat> I, I made a prediction. 
You made a but prediction. I'm, I made a for prediction. For the short term. I'm changing December. my prediction. I think I think in, in, in the next, you know, 12 months, we'll still see another 100 basis points. I mean, that's that's what makes sense. Oh, TK. I hope yeah. that's not what makes sense. I hope makes what sense. makes sense. No, I mean, the like inflation another... number came back the same this last month as it did the month before. How can they... How can they justify not going up any further? How do you cap like doctors' salaries, but you can't cap the oil company's profit levels? It's like you're only allowed to make a billion dollars a year, okay? Like just suck it up and deal with it. Go fuck yourself. You don't what think is this find shit? another way? They said, well, we had to pay that contractor this year. Uh, yeah, you can do it with industries. Renewables. Six renewables. billion dollars to empty our garbage right. cans. Yeah. Well, they can't figure that out. There's got to be a way like no, there's got to no be way. a way. No you way. can't you can't crush us on food and energy and be like record profits. We got to bring inflation down. So we're going to destroy the value of all your homes. Like what the fuck is going on here? Like if we if we kind of zoom out and look at what the hell is going on, it's like it's pretty fucking crazy and it's pretty shady. It's like really, uh, it's really crazy. It's like really shady, actually, the more I'm thinking about it. How do you do that? Because it's for the greater good, Daryl. The greater Inflation good? Hurts everybody. Inflation hurts everybody. But why? It doesn't but just hurt inflate, homeowners. Take, it hurts the most okay. vulnerable. Oil companies during times of war and times of pandemic cannot make a profit on their products. Sorry, like you, you're going to have to survive like the rest of us and have a little flat line for a couple of years, right? Food too. Like what the fuck? Not only are they making more profits, but they're like taking more market share, all these companies, and they're eating up little companies that are going out of business and they're just taking up more and they're taking up more. It's a free economy. Fuck, man, but it's not. It's not a free. But economy. if it wasn't, it's if we change that, then those companies would would not be around for Thank us to be able God. to have. There'd but, be competition. But we, need, we need them. We need them. No, right. We, and, no, the less, and the less and less companies, the less competition. I don't know. Basically, Why aren't those guys building houses? Higher. Like, get the oil companies to build houses. You need more oil for that shit. <laughs> you know? Like, but I'm serious. Like, there's a yeah. big fucking problem here. Here's a here's a good solution then that that you just brought up. Okay, is mm. a certain amount of profits from every dollar that the oil companies make must Food go too. into development of housing. So therefore, Food they don't too. lose the money. They can go and buy profitable developments, but it must create housing at the same time. Yeah, so if well, they want to actually, make money, that's fine. But you also have to be developing housing. Now that I think about wrong? it. Yeah, yeah, this can go wrong because yeah. wh what's it called? Loblaws owns like choice REIT, choice properties REIT, right? So basically yeah. every Loblaws is paying for the land underneath it, which is mm -hmm. going to be redeveloped into condos and uh, grocery stores all over the place with money profits that were gained through this almost, I, what do you call almost a monopoly of yeah. Duopoly, triple. Mm, they're, they're calling them uh, like roll up, roll up uh, corporations. And I don't so, know what the fuck's going on? But like, it's but, not fair. It's crazy. We all need food. We got to eat. I don't need 18 mm -hmm. choices of cheese. I just need like one cheese for a reasonable price. And I can just be okay with that kind of cheese. You know, I don't need 70,000 different yogurts. Like, give me mm -hmm. three options for everything. Fuck off. But maybe there's somebody who wants 70,000 choices of yogurts. Why is this all about Daryl? 
TK. What you're yeah. missing here is yeah. that everything is all about Daryl. Okay. Yeah. Like it's all about Daryl. Daryl's a common guy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just saying. What's good what, for Daryl's good for everybody. Well, maybe not always, but mm -hmm. with what we're talking about right now, I think it might be. I mean, am I crazy with what I'm saying? I mean, necessities in a civilized society that cares about like it's it's people like those are things that maybe just should be like not profiteered on top of so socialists i don't know if it's socialist like what the fuck are we we're not capitalist anyways i mean I, why not what why not why are we not a capitalistic uh society in a capitalist society like the 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 government doesn't play as influential a role in shifting things around um unnaturally right okay a capitalistic society can regulate itself in theory i mean if you make something Playing by the rules people of the don't game want well look you, if you build a shitty product and there's something else available like mm -hmm. you're probably not going to sell your shitty product or you may not sell it for as much as you were hoping but does any company have un, 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 um, <clears throat> uh, unfair uh, rules to follow? Or does all the companies have to follow the same rule set? I'm pretty sure that most companies don't follow the same rule sets. Like, and as you get bigger and bigger, there's more and more opportunities for you not to follow the same rule set. But if you got bigger and bigger, then you would have less and less rules. So that be that becomes equal opportunity for all companies. No, you. what happens is you gain more and more money which gives you more and more power and ability to lobby policies in your favor right freely fuck tk the <laughs> system is fucked bro and you're a part of the problem right? the biggest part of the problem it. ever people okay? like you this TK. shirt right now it's you know it might, might say enjoy something on it say? but it's it's um is it a coca-cola shirt vote liberal <laughs> vote liberal Oh uh, God, TK! It just seems TK. like Mission Impossible right now. But meanwhile, because like it I also think we're heading like... in the right direction. I feel so positive. Like what I feel direction like... are we heading in? Are we I'm, in another you know bull what? run right now? <clears throat> there are so many people out there who are spewing the negativity. And even though I'm not saying that the storm is not coming, I think there is a storm coming. A hundred percent, I can feel it in the water. But what I'm telling but it's you, not here. That's is the it's, crazy. It's thing. Not here. But there's something. There's something that's brewing underneath. Yet? And I'm telling you, it's going to be a good thing. It's a very positive thing to happen mm -hmm. to all of us. I was talking to somebody today. I was talking to a lady and she bought an, uh, an assignment. I think she's trying to, she's trying to assign an assignment. So she bought it already and now she wants to assign it. Brilliant. Yeah, but she can't. It's not working out well for her. Really? And Shocking. so I know that there was no way out for her. And so again, I've had a few of these calls. So I gave her the advice. She bought one unit somewhere in Toronto and, um, you know, I told her, I said that, you know, what's going to come of this? I said, this is going to be a very positive experience for you. Okay. Because it means that you're going to make better and, and more sound investments in the future, because you know that not everything is always going to work out the way that the real estate agent or the investment planner or anything else told you, told you that it would. Right. And mm -hmm. that you need to be able to be a little bit more conservative and cautious. to be making you know, more conservative investments and more cautious uh, decisions. Right. And that but was that what the, silver, the silver lining in it, right? Is like she's going to lose some money, most likely, unless the market turns around and she closes it. And a couple of years from now, she she gets herself out under a, a huge amount of pressure, carrying probably high interest loans and stuff like that. 
But you have to look at the positive, Daryl. And I Airbnb. think that this market is going to be a very positive market for a lot of people, especially my generation. Anybody who's in their 20s or 30s who has never really had any hardship whatsoever. Um, and now they get to start off with something as you know critical as this. Like that is like 40 years of, of life lessons that you can't buy. You mm. can't buy. And 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 debt is a is a horrible, horrible thing to be, you know, carrying around, especially personal debt. And I think that too many people are comfortable with it, then they need to stop being so comfortable. Sure. It's comfortable when it's cheap and it falls yeah. in to you your car, income, just, right? Just go and get a loan. They're gonna give me seven years financing, no money down. I need a TV. I'm just gonna go and get a brick card and buy a T. All that stuff is garbage. Makes no sense. I love, you know what I love? There's a <laughs> there's a meme. And it's a Chinese guy. And he said something about like someone makes a joke about, oh, no, 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 no. He, he's pretending like he's American. And so he kind of like he does some stuff and then he starts talking very American. And then the the, the butt of the joke is like, um, I'm going to go and buy some stuff on credit cards, <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. Right. And why? Because the culture over there has got a different opinion on credit cards. We need to bring that into Western culture. Like there should be people who are carrying less debt. You shouldn't have you know, the interest rates shouldn't be a major concern for you. This shouldn't be, oh my gosh, my life is going to end because I have to service the debt at a way higher rate than I should have. You should oh be saying, God. hey, no problem. I've got an option to pay off my debt or just the debt imagine that I have is serviceable at any rate. Imagine people that were like carrying credit card debt and it was like 18, 19%. And it was like, I'm going to catch up. Eventually, I'm going to catch up. I'm going to catch up. You know, it's just a matter of time. I'm going to catch up. And, and then. Rates went up to, I don't even know, what is it on a credit card nowadays? But if you're on a fixed Check. income, it's a different story. You know, there are there are situations where if you, know, you work you know, by you have the a hour bro. or whatever. Yeah, no, but, but if, if you, you work, work by the hour, income, you're on a fixed income. You were waiting to refinance your house in a few years, right? And that's what the plan was. And I'll just refinance and I'll just refinance. And eventually you refinance your way into, you know, unmanageability. And if the market changes, yeah. now you've got, because you got that 80% loan to value at like, you know, this great price at the peak of the market. Well, now you lost that 20% equity. Now you're servicing a debt. You're underwater. Hey, uh, TK, how many jobs you holding these days, buddy? What are you? I got I got eight jobs so far. Oh, I that reminds me. Jobs. Remember what remember what how much Tom was sleep sharing? You get in these days. What Tom was sharing with us about the the daughter, the, the wholesome story when she asked her dad about the house and he said right. I'd have to get three jobs to buy that house. Right. That's the truth, right? But this is what I'm saying. It's like yeah. How many jobs you holding down, bro? What? How many side hustles do you have? Do you have as, as a many side as, hustle to the as I side can fit hustle? In. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm on only. I'm on OnlyFans now. I'm gonna go on OnlyFans. Yeah, I'm on OnlyFans now. I'm trying to just find people to, you know, um, subscribe to my to my channel. If only you had some fans. Okay, <laughs> <Joking. laughs> but but these are all the things, right? These are all the um. The realities of go to OnlyFans so you can find out why they call him the armbar uh, realtor of the market. There's a jiu jitsu guy on um, on OnlyFans actually. It's funny, Craig For Jones. Sure. Check him out. Check him out. Well, TK, I don't know if yeah. we came to the uh, end of the episode, but we should definitely. Uh, make well, what about a, a word from point. our sponsors? Yeah, we'll, we're we're gonna. We probably heard a couple by now at this yeah. point. I would have. Well, we should do the last sponsor right now, just because you know it's important. It's near That's the good. end. The people who are still here are listening, and then we'll now share something to... special with them after the commercial. Let's do it. Boom. 
Welcome to the Urban Toronto Pro Monthly Report. I'm economist Ash Nababi. In this month's report, developers proposed 11.23 million square feet of gross floor area in 26 new applications to the City of Toronto in September of 2022. This represents a 130% increase in gross floor area over the same period last year. Developers also proposed 13,000 new units, which is nearly twice as many as the average for this year, at 781 square feet of residential GFA per dwelling units this represents the third highest such proposal for the year. This increase in development applications was in stark contrast with other news about the fall in transactions and prices of new home sales in the Toronto area. For a complete breakdown of these numbers and figures, as well as up-to-date news about development applications in the GTA, visit urbantoronto.ca. All right, we're like back. Little, yeah, that was oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Now i got to find right. that spot. So, and put it guys, there. December 1st. Looney hour, please leave your comment. Funniest comment wins. Maybe that might happen, but more entries, the better unlimited amount of entries next week. Steve Soretsky will be giving away the ticket and we're looking forward to uh, having someone join us on December 1st at the hockey oh. hall of fame. TK, we forgot about the guest again this week. I know. I think we did it on purpose this week. Thanks we actually you. did it last week on purpose too, but you know, we've got some great guests. We've got some great guests line up lined up and um you know right now it's just about keeping people informed i think we covered all the topics today that were really important was there any topics that we didn't cover that we wanted uh, to well the green belt we can, we don't have to cover now but i i've been talking to a journalist who's been doing working on an expose for like a major publication that uh, Ooh, has been exposing is, who owns you know people these properties and yeah. he's willing to come on the show so Oh, maybe have a special episode. That's a really good one, Daryl. Way to go. Dig up hey. a little dirt, make a couple yeah. enemies out there, a couple more Absolutely. enemies. Well, no one watches the show anyways. The least likely of people would be any politicians. At this point, anyways, yeah. for sure. Well, that's that's so that's good. So no, so no green belt talk. I mean, we can, but uh, yellow yellow belt or anything else like that. We started a few minutes late, so we can. Yeah, uh, yellow, I don't know. There's belt. people, people a little ticked off about the uh, the powerful mayor rules or whatever they're calling it, uh, he man power rules or what are they calling? Yeah, ministerial rules? zoning order. No, uh, hold on a sec. Oh, with the with the plan, I, I know what you're saying. How the yeah. the mayor can override any of the uh, yeah, what the hell council is this decisions thing called here? Unprecedented powers. Blah 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 blah. Anyways, he's like a superhero now. He can say, hey, if he has a third of the votes in council, then he can say, that one's going through, baby. Mm. Or not not 13, a third. It used to be 13, third. I guess, out of 25, which would be more than half, Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. So so special powers for, for mayors. Um, people seem to be a little upset. They think that uh, maybe that the mayor will do favors for friends good the, the people that he knows likes and trusts that's the people that should be doing it not like yeah. people who are like criminal and we're gonna let people down like look how many developers cancel projects i guarantee mm -hmm. you any one of the mayor's friends who gets are you a, saying that they're criminals no those are two unrelated uh, sentences oh. but what i'm saying is the people who cancel projects right who don't have the experience or capabilities of actually following through right and and doing what they've promised. Well, but we see guys that actually have that capability cancel projects too. But, but what's ahead. more likely? Sure. Yeah. So the the people who do get these special permissions from the mayor won't be the people because they'll be well uh, resourced and and their plan will be sound. 
and those cancellations won't happen, which means that we're actually going to get housing from it, which is good for everybody. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that it, well? Was that I, like I, enough of an answer or no? Yeah, it's good enough. We'll you, leave it you, at that. You don't think it's a good thing? You're you're on the other side. I'm not saying that it's not a good thing. I'm saying okay. that like it was probably a little bit too obvious, like why that particular or those particular parcels were chosen, right? And I don't think it's because those were maybe the best pieces to release for the public, but it I guess it doesn't matter because uh they gotta choose some enough people they... think that uh like you. Enough yeah. people think that like enough cares? people think like me and that sure. it's you know what it's gonna get done. Then let's go with the guys that we know, like, and trust. Like let's not mess around. Cause you can give it to think about it. There's landowners right now. I had a call from somebody this week who owned a piece of land that was on the map and they were like, Oh, I'm so excited and all that kind of stuff. And they don't know the first thing about development. They're gonna probably screw it up. They don't know what they're doing. Sure. If it's so if you it give it to the to wrong those. person, he's like, you know, he's gonna say, like, oh geez, and then A, you know, sells it to someone who shouldn't or tries to develop. And then nothing happens. But if you're like, gonna... okay, John, who's been supporting my campaign since I got into office, who's owned that land now for 20 years, and it's strategically placed because of all the services that are nearby. And that just they so know happens that a the... go station will be on his property. Now. Well, that's the fastest way for us to get housing because this has been in the works behind some closed doors. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. All I'm saying is those are the people that I would be choosing. I don't tend to disagree with you but uh what i do believe will happen is that some people that may or may not be as capable or as friendly with the mayor will i i i can imagine get like thinking hmm how did they get that who are they yeah i don't think that that would be i don't think anybody would do that i think that if it was in the best interest of the community that that will be the decision that is made but if there is some like, hmm, do I go with A, do I go with B? They're going to go with the people that they know, like, and trust because it's better for their constituents and, and the population. That's that's my opinion. It will be impossible for me to pierce this wall of yours, TK. And uh, this is why you are the rebuttal king. Good. We're on, we're on a roll. <laughs> we are on a roll, baby. Yeah. TK? It's been a blast. It has been a blast. Your your optimism is always refreshing. It's a good time to be optimistic, Daryl. There's lots of good things to be uh, excited about, and uh, life is good. We live I in a beautiful country. We've got uh, plenty of resources. Is Lettuce the, is coming back to your to a shelf in the grocery store near you. Okay? Eight ninety nine ahead. Eight ninety nine. But it's going to be there if you want but lettuce. It'll be good. It's going to be there. You know, and you can even Bug you can even free. get the organic stuff if you want. TK, we've said it all. I think we've done it all. We've said it all. And surprisingly, we came up with the same amount of solutions as we always do. Till next time. Till next time.